Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. Welcome to Kick Some ADHD. I'm David Johnson here as always with the one and only Dana Rayburn. Dana, how are you? Hey, David. I'm self-quarantined and we're in good shape here in Oregon. It's interesting times, interesting times. Yeah, and I'm here in Sarasota, Florida, where the very first case in Florida actually occurred. So uh, the coronavirus is wreaking all sorts of fun havoc in our lives right now. What in the world? <laughs> yeah. As we were saying earlier, David, we just keep thinking, you know, these weeks can't get any busier or crazier. And then there it goes. It suddenly is. And it's a weird time to launch a new podcast. But for our listeners, we want you to know we have been working on this for a little while and we have episodes and things ready. And as just as we're getting ready to launch, the world is kind of turned topsy-turvy with, with the coronavirus. And now suddenly we have tons and tons of people working from home who don't normally work from home. <laughs> so yes. Dana, as a, as a coach, I know this will be some folks' first exposure to our podcast. So uh, they may not know that you are a professional coach that works with people who have ADHD, business profess, pro, excuse me, professionals and others. But you and I are both experienced uh, workers from home, having done this for how long have you been working from home now in, in your life? I have been working from home, David, now for good God. I don't want to admit this. Twenty nine years. <laughs> Twenty nine years. Wow. That's... When we moved, when we moved here into to rural Southern Oregon, and I just realized I, you know, I I had to work from home. There weren't other options if I was going to live the lifestyle I wanted to live. So you did it. I didn't as a even lifetime. know I had ADHD then. So mm. what I want to do today, David, is is I, you know, I've been thinking how do I how do I become part of the solution for people with, with what's going on right now? Definitely. What do we need to do to become part of the solution? And and as I was thinking about talking to you today, I realized you and I have this benefit of we have learned the hard way how to work from home. Truly. And and I can tell you, it took me years to figure this puppy out. Boy. Now, most people don't, uh, hopefully this is not going to last more than a few weeks, but if we can shorten that struggle, Agreed. that length of struggle, let's do it. Boy. And that's why I want to share some of the top things that I've learned about working from home. And I bet you have too, with ADHD on board. Yeah. And we got to do it Sorry, I keep talking over you, but hey, man, I got a lot of important things to say. Yeah, and you know um, what? Your yours is usually the important stuff, so that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Except uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry, um, so it's just there. There are tricks and things that I wish I'd learned way back when about how to do this to shorten the time it's going to take people to get up ramped up for yep. doing this. Absolutely, I remember the early days of working from home. And I was part of a team that I had to uh, uh, produce results with. I mean, we were very much driven by the financial results we produced. It was all marketing and sales. And so there were real strong incentives. But like you, when I started this, I had not been diagnosed with ADHD. And I had no idea how not normal I was. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it hits us 
differently than it, it hits other people. Everyone, I think, is struggling from, with working from home. But with ADHD, I believe that the magnitude of the challenges are bigger because we are we don't do things just because there's an axe hanging over our head. Right. It, it, you know, you can be a, I've had clients going into bankruptcy before that's it doesn't matter to them. It still isn't an incentive enough to get them to go to work. It's true. And so we've got to look at it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's dive in. So, um, yeah. you know, for a typical person, and I say typical in quotes, that's just a terrible term. I know we don't, you know, we, we have all these sort of language things that we need to do. But for somebody that does not have ADHD, making a sudden transition, having never worked from home is drastic enough. But as you said, we, we've ended up a lot of times with supports and structures and things in our lives. So, so let's talk about how this hits someone who has ADHD differently. And that way, if you're listening, you either have ADHD, you work with someone who does, or you have a loved one (laughs) and you're listening to this for them, asking for a friend, um, then, you know, (laughs) how can you best support them and help them navigate this stuff? So yeah, where do we start, Dana? Okay. Well, what I want people to realize is that we have to have the structures in place. Our environment has to be set up just right for us to be able to focus, be motivated to get things done. And you may not even know if how the structures and support that work provides, but you can, you can kind of tell if you think about if you have one boss and you're doing great and then you switch, get a new boss and suddenly you're, you're just flailing or vice versa, or you have, you're in one office and you're, you're fine, or you switch offices and suddenly you can't get a darn thing done and you're stressed out. So it's, we are very, very, um, sensitive to our environment and to the structures that we Mm -hmm. have. So we've got to look at it from that standpoint, but also what I want to do, David, is, is touch on, some of the real uh, tender places for people with ADHD that we need to pay attention to, to learn how to manage this. Well, that sounds good. And I know I, I, it's so interesting to me to always, always, it's always interesting to me to talk to you about these kinds of things, because I just thought it was me, you know, that I was super sensitive to the layout of a, of a physical space or, you know, just weird characteristics of a space where I could function in one environment and not another, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I had no, no idea. Yeah. No, I experimented way back and I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but ha- the placement of my desk in my office, we're lucky that we have a a home that has a walkout basement and I've got a, a closed door office here. Mm-hmm. But, but I try, I, I moved my desk probably four or five times when I first was setting up my business because I realized certain ways my desk was facing. I couldn't think I right. couldn't function. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that is a tangent. So we got to pay event, a, a attention to the environment. We've got to pay attention to the supports. And then I want to look at the places where people can start to get in trouble. So getting distracted is that's I let's start there because that's just huge. And we know that we get distracted when we're in an office, you may be in in your work environment in your um, cubicle, we used to call them dwas when I was in the corporate world designated work area. Oh, um, right then. <laughs> That's a new term for me. I, I have not spent I time in corporate America. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a long time ago. Thank uh, God. But anyway, um, so getting distracted is one of the big things. And this 
may be so obvious, but we can't we can't ignore it because everybody knows that, yeah, our phones are distracting. The Internet is distracting. And so I don't even want to spend a lot of time on that other than making sure you have the the guardrails in place, the systems in place, the apps in place, the um, put your phone on mute and hide it in a drawer kind of idea in place. So you're not constantly interrupted by your social media, bing, pings, whatever the word is. I like bings. Um, and and text messages and all of that. And but, you know, can, I, can I just insert a quick thought there? One, yeah. of, one of the problems that I'm seeing, I have a client that specializes in technology. And I've been spending a lot of time at their office lately, which is hilarious because having been in my little, you know, sheltered place here for so long, I'm not used to being in an office environment every day. And I'm spending a few hours a day there. And it is amazingly distracting to me to be in their world <laughs> as opposed to uh-huh. mine, right? So I've, yeah. I've kind of gone the other way so far uh, that it, it's, it's just, you know, it's, I'm now, it's now natural for me to be alone in my office at home. But one of the things that's happening is that if people have never worked from home before, you're probably using a whole bunch of tools and software that you might not have been using before. And I'm, I'm hearing about businesses that are doing things like opening up a Skype call or a Google Hangouts session or a Zoom call or something with the entire office and just leaving it on all day because nobody trusts the workers that they're actually working. Yeah, Can you imagine, though, for someone who you know, is, is using a lot of brain power and energy to try to stay on task to have all this new stuff. Some of it's kind of fun and exciting, but on the other hand, if you're trying to minimize distractions, you still have to sort of get back to the things that work well for you. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, you do. You have to be able to, to corral and control those distractions. So I can't imagine looking at a screen with, you know, 20 other people on zoom working. Right. I just because I would be busy looking at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing what? Huh? Who's doing what? Oh, oh, I like her hair. Oh, look at him. Oh, no, it would be just amazingly distracting. Anyway, so what we've got to do, though, is never getting distracted isn't our goal because right. that's not realistic. We are going to be distracted and we're going to be more distracted than the than the average animal. So thinking that you're not you're going to be able to avoid those distractions is totally unrealistic and don't even go there because distractions are going to happen. The goal that I suggest for you, dear listeners, is to try and catch it as fast as you can when you're distracted so you can quickly get back on track. And this is one of those habits that you help people are, you know, adopt, which is noticing and, you know, being aware and sort of redirecting. It reminds me so much of mindfulness training that you just sort of notice and then redirect gently. It's not self-judging. You're not hard on yourself about it. You just, you know, consistently make the redirection, right? It's notice and redirecting. And, and David, the noticing on your own, being aware and noticing on your own is, is the advanced skill. You don't start out there. (laughs) You don't start out there. <laughs> right. Is, and so what I, what I teach to um, in my ADHD Success Club and also in the Foundations of ADHD Success online audio program is with this idea called catch and release. Or I'm sorry, catch and redirect. Catch and release is from my fly fishing days. Um, catch and redirect. So what you do is you have a timer and you set the timer to ding and every you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, something like that. And when that timer goes off, 
you've asked yourself two questions and you take an action. What am I doing? What did I intend to be doing? And then the action is to get off tra- on back on track when you've strayed. And as you said, David, it's really important to do this without the shame and without the guilt that we can pile on ourselves in tons. I've never met people that were so perfectionistic as people with ADHD. And there's a little kind of, there's an irony there. It's it's, really hard on ourselves about the things that we have no business being hard on ourselves about. And then there are other times when we'll just say, no, I can't do that thing. And we underestimate our ability. It's like one version is overestimating your ability because you're being hard on yourself for not being able to control this thing. And then you're, in another case, you're, you're kind of underestimating your short selling. And it's, it's it's funny how we get these distorted ideas, but yeah. I love this and catch and redirect. Yeah, 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 and that and I want to do a later pod on mm. the perfectionism because that's Definitely. really an important topic. But for right now, it's just don't just getting used to to being kind to yourself in talking kindly to yourself. So what am I doing? What do I what did I intend to be doing? And what do I need to do to get it back on track? And that's it might be a push for you. But the more you practice it, the better you're going to get at it, your muscle building here. Truly. And I remember when I first heard you talk about this, it sounded a lot like a Pomodoro technique, which did not work well for me when I had tried it before. No, it's but not this Pomodoro. Is, this is not that it's at all. Pom- and I, I actually switched. I, you know, I know you use timers. I actually started using one of those apps that plays. It's not quite music, but it's not quite noise either. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's an app that helps you concentrate with binaural beats yeah. and all that. But they have, yeah. a, they have a timer built in. So I just set it for 25 minutes. And it, oh, when it ends, brilliant. it's perfect because it always it's, – it's gentle. It's not jarring like an alarm. Like I would want to throw my phone, honestly, if it went off yeah. every 20 minutes. So, know David, what, what app is that? Do you, do the you, one that I'm yeah. using is Focus at Will. I know you and okay. I have talked about these I've, yeah, different times. Yeah. So there are other ones. But I, I use Focus at Will and I really, really enjoy it. Okay, because the one I – I've heard a lot about that one and the one I was using I stopped my subscription to because it didn't do that. It just eventually has kind of gotten my, in my head. Okay, so I – and we could get off on that tangent Sorry. too. I'm just That's mentioning okay. it. It's, a, it's another way to no, do it. Yeah. It's good. It's, mm-hmm. it's good. It's good. Okay. So, so distractions. Yep. Getting distracted is one of the big challenges for us. Another one is being unmotivated. Oh, you know, as we said earlier, it doesn't matter how hard that ax is going to fall and, and chop off your head. If we're not motivated, it's really, really hard. I'm to immune get to the ax. The ax is yeah. like, yeah, so what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it it used to bother yeah. me. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the it's the sitting at your staring at your screen thinking the I don't want is I know I need to what's going to happen. You go, you know, this emotional swirl. But the basic thing is I don't want to do it. And I'm not right. Even though you can tell yourself over and over again, you should do it. You need to do it, but you don't want to do it. Um, so. One of the things that is one of the huge pieces of understanding ADHD that I want everybody to know is being unmotivated isn't the problem. What's really the problem is because it's stimulation. Mm. So being unmotivated is a symptom and it's not the problem. So the problem is this lack of stimulation. And if we don't have enough brain stimulation, something's there's not enough going on, we're going to be unmotivated. So if we're not interested enough in something, if we're not active enough in something, if we're just, if it, it's, um, 
I call it the stimulation lever in the success club. We talk about this a lot. So, so knowing how much stimulation you need to be able to focus and get stuff done versus how much is too much, how much is too much stimulation, which has you overwhelmed. And, and I don't want to, this is what medication is supposed to help with because of the way that the stimulants interact with the dopamine and all yeah. that. So, because it's, you're literally doing a chemical, you know, stimulant yeah. to try to get this. But so, and, and we'll have to talk about medication, but that's not the purpose of today, right? right? So, yeah. so, what do you, do you, do you, how do you recommend people find stimulation, you know, especially if you're not going into an office, right? Like, you know, the office could be stimulating. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> It'd yeah, be it could be, me, or but, could, yeah. it could be distracting, but it can also be stimulating if it's the right kind of noise, if it's the right kind of activity. Um, so, your focus at Will app, the mm-hmm. Biurnal Beats. Definitely. I, that's one of the tools that I love and it were, they work for a lot of people. So background noise, definitely subtle. Have you, you've ever noticed that, and, and we don't have the option of going to coffee shops now, which that was always, you know, in the back pocket, I can't focus at home, go send people to go to the coffee shop because they could focus at least here in Oregon, the coffee shops are shut down. Yeah. Um, I mean, you might as well go to the office if you're going, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. Yeah. No point in doing yeah. that. So, right. yeah. And, but there so, are apps that do coffee shop noises the yeah. but i don't think focus it will has that option uh but, but no, there are there, i think there's i think there's there's one that's a youtube that it just is plays the noise of a coffee coffee house um so so that's one thing is is upping a little bit of background noise maybe it's music remember how in school you could focus with the rock thump 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 of the oh rock and goodness. roll playing really loud and your parents would tell turn that off how yeah. can you study now my teenager yeah. is like turn your stereo down dad yeah <laughs> yeah it's weird yeah. how that works so i mean that's exactly exactly <laughs> you were adding stimulation so then you could focus yeah. all right so and that was a coping so, mechanism i stumbled into so right you know interesting so, to think that this was all along who knew <laughs> you know? yeah so use it strategically thoughtfully that oh i'm not focused what do I need to do to increase the stimulation? So you got to shift out of that. And oh my God, I'm such a lazy schmuck. The self-talk, to, right? Yeah. Yeah. To, huh. Okay. What's going on? Oh, I need to try having more stimulation. So maybe I need to use a focus at will. Maybe I need to use background music. Maybe I need to um, have something else going on. Stand so, up, take a walk, walk to the kitchen, right. make more coffee. I- <laughs> Yeah. Run up. Yeah. Coffee is a stimulant. Sure. Um, run up and down the stairs, yeah. you know, whatever. So, um, so energizing music is one thing. Another thing is getting started. If mm. we can get started on a task, often we can get into a task. And, and so, and I recommend using the timer for this, your handy dandy little timer for this as well, set it for 10 minutes, 15 minutes and, and say, okay, I can do anything for 10 minutes and I'm just going to do this next thing. This is the next thing I'm going to do for 10 minutes, get into it. And often if we start and combine that with the, with the music or the biurnal beats or the stimulation, I can do this for 10 minutes. And then once that timer goes off, often if we get started, we can keep going. Yeah, there's some then, inertia that builds, right? Yeah, yeah some momentum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. So that's another one. Okay. Excellent. Being distracted, being unmotivated. So we've tackled okay. we've tackled two of the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and the they, other- these are unique. I mean, these are these are everyday things for us no matter what, but when we're working from home or we're in this this new environment, 
I mean, it's di- you got to really be intentional about some of this stuff if you're not yeah. if you're not thinking about it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is um, is an intentional workspace. So mm. back to that environmental thing again. So here you are at home and you know, this is ADHD. And I know probably possibly this, your office is cluttered, your home office is cluttered, or the dining room table is cluttered, or there's, there is no place that tells you this is where I sit down and I work. Right. I I have a, I have, I have no clutter at all anywhere except outside what you can see on my webcam. My, my webcam actually it does look a little cluttered on my webcam, but you know it's so funny because you would think I'm well organized here, but man, if I move the webcam just a, a smidgen, yeah, yeah, there you go, there right. you go, yeah, and so that's the reality of what we're dealing with, um, and it's so what we I want people to do is realize you need a place where you're intentionally saying, okay, I am going to work now. And, and so maybe it just, you know, I, this is an emergency time. I don't normally recommend this, but scooping up everything, putting it in a box uh, and go through, I, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I have saying an emotional reaction when you say that. I, I do just, too. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Maybe I don't even want to say that, but, but no, late. I'm not even going to say that too no. late, but, um, at least pull out the bills first before you do that. Oh, but, really? um, yeah, the ones that are going to get you, <laughs> Yeah, just don't, don't yeah. spend too much time looking at them. Right. So anyway, you make clear a spot that's your intentional workspace. So you can say, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to work. And now you may have, people may have, their kids may be running around, their spouses may be running around. I mean, it could possibly be mayhem. Right. And a lot of people may not have the luxury of being able to close the door and, and say, leave me alone. Right. Like you and I do in our home offices. So, you know, you're going to, well, and let's talk about that one next is the interruptions, okay. but, but be really conscious and intentional about where you're going to work. I, I love this so much because it's, it's partly about the space you're in, but there's this sort of thread that's I'm noticing that's kind of weaving through all of what you're talking about. And there's a certain amount of ritual around it. And I think yeah. maybe ritual could cut kind of some people that's going to cut the wrong way. It's no, no, because mm-hmm. rituals are boring, you know, if it's repetitive. But there's almost this you'll, you'll see professionals who do really well athletics, you know, that they, they have rituals that are warm ups and other things that sort of get them not just physically, but also mentally in the right space. And I think that's part of what you're what you're you know, it, yeah. it, it feels like that to me anyway, when, you, when you're it talking is. About it is. And, and I've been, you know, I started writing about all this yesterday and cause a blog post is coming up and I'm going to teach a class on it and stuff. But anyway, I started to realize as I, cause I, I, everything comes that I do comes from my clients experiments, experiences, but also my own. And I realized I have a whole bunch of like codes, operating codes, mm. dress, you know, codes that I go by that I didn't even realize I hadn't thought of them like that. But the things that set me up to be able to be successful, to be able to focus, to be able to do what I need to do in order in order to work from home. Fantastic. And so as you say, ritual, because I know people with ADHD, they hate the word ritual. They hate the word, word routine. So I'm not even going to use those. Yeah, I realized as um, soon as I said it, it's probably a poor choice, but it's yeah. this it's this sort of you're helping oh. condition yourself to know I'm in the place and I'm and it's the time for this type of activity. Yeah, yeah. 
So I, I don't know if code is going to be. Code's, code's good. I mean, if coffee, yeah. see, like coffee is one of my things. Like the, it's the aroma and the taste of coffee is an experiential part of getting me ready for focus, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as much as the loud music or the focus at will is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Super. I like that a lot. So, yeah. Dana, what do we do? When we have all the things and we make the coffee and we turn on the music or whatever those things are that help get us in the right frame of mind. And then the boss calls and drops a bomb or, you know, child runs through screaming or, you know, how do you I mean, yikes. <laughs> interruptions. Yeah. And well, you know, the interruptions at when you're working in an office, you're used to your boss boss calling and dropping the bomb. I sure. mean, that's part of, or your coworker coming by and you have ways of, of managing that. And actually from home, you might have better ways of managing that because you don't necessarily need to answer the call. And that's one of the things is put your email. I turn, if you some bosses won't let you do this. Right. All right. But if you can shut down your your Slack feed, sl- shut down your email, shut down your Skype, the, all the instant messaging thing. Microsoft least, Teams, <laughs> Signal, yeah, Telegram, you know, text message. What Google <laughs> yeah. Teams, whatever right. the yeah. Um, I think of those as as you know how family, at least my family growing up we'd all stand in the house and yell at each other across the house. Right. You know, it's, it's exact. It's like everybody, you know, and work with is, is yelling at you <laughs> as you're sitting there in your office. So you, you know, you've got to cut those down. Mm-hmm. When I'm thinking of the interruptions that are different because we're working from home now for a lot of us, it's family. Sure. It's, you know, it's our kids, it's our partner, our spouse, it's the dogs, it's the, the whatever. Um, so I used to struggle with this a lot with family and I have clients that struggle with it. Their kids are home and, and, um, and you can't even have a coaching call with them because it's, well, honey, yeah, this is mommy's busy right now. Mommy's mm. on the phone. You know, you cannot, cause kids are gonna bug you as much as you'll let them get away with it. Truly. So what I figured out on this one, David, is there's I had to learn to not be the the source of TLC, sweetness and light, the solver of all problems that I am during my mom hours and my wife hours. It's it's I'm a different person. I'm Dana at work. Good. And that meant I got pretty abrupt when with interruptions. And in fact, at first I had to scare the heck out of them. Oh, wow. So it's, and I can't tell you how many times my daughter would appear at my office door and I'd say, are you bleeding or is the house on fire? <laughs> if not, I don't want to hear from you. Right. You know, That's save so it, great. save it until my next break, save it until lunchtime, save it until tonight. And same thing. Well, I wouldn't say it like that with my husband, but he is a wise man and he knows if I give him a certain look, it's just don't bug me. So you're going to have to change the way you interact with those you love. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. See, when when my daughter was born and we were first time parents, Mm -hmm. I had been working at home for several years by then. But it was it was my daughter's mom had not been. So this was all new for her. And she could not get through her head that, you know, well, he's physically in the building. I can go take the baby and put the baby in his lap, you know. 
and I'd be on a call with a client or a thing. You know, it was what? You know, so that's actually what led me to get my first office outside the home <laughs> was because she actually psychologically did better if I was physically not there. If I when I was traveling, yeah. she was better. Like it, somehow it, it it equated to her that I was, you know not helping if I were, if I was in the building and not able to work. So that was a boundary, but that was a, that was a gruesome one. And you can't do that if you're quarantined, right? You can't just go get an office now. So yeah, that's, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, paying attention to your stuff and your partner, your spouse's stuff and talking about it. Mm -hmm. Don't let it go to the point where you blow up, talk about it. And, and probably both parents are having to deal with this. So maybe you're going to have to tag team. One person gets the morning to work. The other gets the the afternoon to work, whatever you're, however you're going to figure it out, um, or to have the most focused work times, but talk to your people and, and, and be aware of it and don't just try and put up with it. And your kids can learn that you are not the answer to every problem that they have. Exactly. And it's an important skill. I, I know you and I have been on calls with Grace, your daughter. I didn't even know she was sitting there. No. She was so yeah. quiet and, and, and great. And the same thing with mine. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are very self-sufficient young women and, and be, think a lot of that is because we weren't there at their beck and call to solve every single problem that they had. No, you got to figure that out, you know? And of course, yeah. like you said, I mean, bleeding on fire, those, there are moments, there are things, right. but th- this is not that thing most of the time. <laughs> right. And if you've got littler ones that do need some self-direction and watching then that's a different that's a different situation and you're just going to need to figure that one out. And I think, you know, that the, the sort of, um, gravity of this current situation is such that people are going to need to make accommodations for, you know, I mean, I think we're all kind of in this together, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's like, yeah. oh, well, so-and-so is not available right now because their child is, you know, home and right. there's a, there, you know, there's stuff, yeah, there's stuff, you know? Yeah, we're, there is stuff. We're, we're dealing now next week you know, my daughter is is supposed to go back after spring break, but they're not going back. So there will be schooling at home, which is something we haven't done in a few years. So, you know, that's (laughs) going to be interesting. We're going to see how that plays out, you know? And so I know we're all dealing, but thankfully, hopefully you have a, uh, you know, the fact that this is just not a random occurrence that deals only with you. It's all of us. Everybody's adapting. So hopefully there'll be some, some give and take. Yeah. And yeah. So I hope so as well. Um, okay, so there are there, uh, just a few more things I want to talk about. One is the chores trap. Oh, boy. Hey, I'm yeah. home. I could do the laundry. I, I'm going to just go I'm start home. the washing machine now. Right, right. <laughs> I'm going to, oh, I can do the laundry. I can do the dishes. I can do that, da, 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 da. Right. And, and so here's the code, the chores code. Oh, the code. Okay, we're back to code. The code. There's, we're a code. Um it's would I do it's would I do this if I were at the office code? Heck no. <laughs> right. If yeah. I were at the office code, would you know, would I bring in my my laundry basket of socks to fold and towels at the at the no, I While wouldn't doing well, the call. Into, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would would I um you know, would I go and some people say, Well, take go walk the dog. You know what? If I were at work, I wouldn't go walk the dog during the work day. I would do maybe at lunch, but I'm not sure. going to just jump up from my desk and go walk the dog. Um, or unless obviously you have to walk the dog or it's going to pee all over the floor. Um, or, you know, what would do? So would I do this if I were at the office code? 
That's great. That's a boy, nice, simple barrier, right? <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Cause it is so easy to get distracted into everything. And when your, your family members say, Hey, come and do this and this and this for me, or your neighbor does or whatever, would I do that if I were at the office? No. Heck no. I, no. I have a I have a friend who walked to the grocery store yesterday. I guess he was thinking that maybe some toilet paper might be for sale, and <laughs> he has to walk by about five bars on the way from his house to to the grocery store, and the bars were jammed at like ten a.m. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's all those people working from home, <laughs> working from home. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. By the time this episode is 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 you know in people's uh, on people's devices, maybe we will have shut down the bars and restaurants everywhere. But I know some states have. So, yeah. but but obviously, you wouldn't go hang out at the bar at 10 a.m. if you were at the office. If it's that kind of right. job, I mean, what is it, the 1960s? You know, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I want that kind of a bar. right. Yeah. So that's so. So that's, so that's one of the codes, the chores code. Would I do this if I were at the office code? And the, another thing that I want to talk about is, and I'm, I, I, you know, some people have different opinions on this one, but it's how you dress. Oh, I agree. Well, I I think I agree. Let me hear what you have to say, because I have a a strong opinion on this one. (laughs) Well, I learned a long time ago that how I dressed how productive I was, was correlated to how I dressed. Agreed. Wholeheartedly. And yeah, so it's, so staying in your jammies and your slippers or your robe and, you know, your hair unbrushed, whatever it is like, David, I want you to get up and brush your hair right now. He's bald people. Well, but um, I, I do have to style the beard yes, now and that, that it's longer. Beard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, how you dress, it correlates to how productive you're going to be. It's true. Um, and I just so you think, yay, I'm working from home. I can just roll out of bed in my jammies and stay that way all day. And you're, I can promise you, you're just not going to get as much done. No. Maybe not sustainably. Maybe one day you will, but not sustainably. Right, right. And it's a little bit like working from the couch and slumped over and, you know, not being in a yeah. dedicated workspace. It's, it's, it, right. There's part of that mindset, right? There's right. a fantastic book on working from home that I read several years ago, and it's called The Year Without Pants, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> but it was, it was written by a guy who had never worked from home before, but he joined a company that was 100% distributed. Not a, there wasn't anyone in an office anywhere in the company. And it, it's, uh, it's actually it's a very interesting read, but if your company isn't set up to do this, then there are lots of things that are just weird about working from home. And this is one of them. And I, I, I'm like you, Dana. I have made it from almost the very beginning. I, I experimented with, you know, kind of just being lazy about the dress code. But, but early on, I made the decision, you know what? I need to dress like I'm going to a meeting and do it every yeah. day. Yeah. And it, it makes a difference. It really yeah. does. So the way I have, way I look at this one, because I'm not, I don't wear the same clothes I would wear if I were going to an office. I mean, they are more relaxed, but they're presentable. Right. And so I'm not, you know, wearing heels and slacks. I'm but not either. They're, well, oh, the slacks yeah, I am. But, yeah, but, yeah, but, <laughs> but it looks, yeah, but I mean, I'm wearing jeans but, or leggings or nice pants, but whatever. But it's not at dressed at the level. So here's my code on this. It's the embarrassment code. Would I be embarrassed if the doorbell rang and I answered the door? Oh, oh good. Okay. So would, would I ooh, be embarrassed I like by codes. what I'm wearing? Yeah. Smart, David. Stick with me, bud. I'm I'm tracking now. It took me a minute to settle into the codes, but I like them. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if I were to answer the door dressed like I am right now, looking how I am right now, or how I do right now, would I be embarrassed? I like and it. If, if you were, if you are, then you probably need to up your game a little bit. I like this. I like the codes. I'm catching on. I'm sorry. These yeah. are great. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm liking them. Yeah. Um, so that's what that, that is. And it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's the code. It's one of the codes. Um, let's see. What else did I have? Oh, and I know the last one okay. I want to share. It's really important is the office hour code. Ooh, oh, this one. one. Uh. Yeah, it is. Because this is a really, really important structure. We resist structures with ADHD, but we have got to have them. And once you relax into loving your structures and having the right structures, they will become your best friend. I'm getting there. So, yeah. Um, this is why you're half all the way across the continent. So I can't reach out and smack you. I know there's, I'm at a safe distance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So the, the office hours code is, it's just essential. It is absolutely essential. What time do you, okay, go ahead. Sorry. What, what time do you start work? What time do you take a lunch break? What time do you end work? Wow. Simple as that. Okay. I'm not, and, and I don't, it's, it's not as rigid with breaks. Yeah. You need to take breaks during the day, but most of us don't work in an office, a business where we, you know, you have to take your break at 10 o'clock. Um, the people that you and I are speaking to, we tend to, you know, you get up and go to the bathroom when you need to get up and go to the bathroom or you get up and get the cup of coffee when you need to get up and get the cup of coffee. So, and, but it's so, but what time do you need to be at the office? So that helps you know, so I start my off my work day at eight. So I know if I'm lounging on the sofa watching morning TV shows um, and it's eight o'clock, it's, oh, I need to be at work. And then, and also lunch, we need to make sure we stop. We need to make sure we eat lunch. It's, I, it is a proven fact for people with ADHD. If they don't eat lunch, they, their performance just tanks in the afternoon. And this was a tough one for me because I was the kind that would hyper-focus and then it would be 6 PM and I'd be like, Oh, I probably should have eaten something somewhere along the line, you know, cause I, yeah. I just would just dive into that, especially once I got on medication because yeah. the stimulants help, you know, with the hyper-focus. But I, you, you and I talked about this somewhere along the line and about just mm-hmm. getting more protein into my system throughout the day. And it, it really has made a, an important difference for me yeah. to be intentional about those breaks. And I actually put them in my calendar at this point so that Good. I get the normal calendar reminder. The time is blocked because I'm using some automated sc- scheduling tools now so that certain types of appointments can be scheduled automatically without my knowledge. But if you don't block those times off, then you don't do them. And so that's, I like that code. Um, yeah. What time do I start? When do I take my break? And when do I stop? What, what, yeah. When do I start in the morning? When do I stop for lunch? When do I stop? And the other thing about working from home is if you don't have an end of your work day, it's going to just suck you, your life. It's just, it's going to, you need to stop. You need to go be with your family. You need to relax. It's because it's really easy. You and I know this. Truly. And yeah, sometimes you got a project, something's going on, especially for those of us, if you're self-employed, um, sometimes you just have to pull in the, you know, the 12, 14 hour days because stuff's got to get done. But most of us, 
aren't living that. If we are, there is a bigger problem. And you got to know when your workday ends and when you get to stop being a human doing and get to be a human being. And that's a that's a, a a thing that I think we have to work on as a boundary. Just like you talked about earlier, being almost harsh with family members. That wasn't the word you used, but just being you know drawing a real line. I think a lot of people's work lives are bleeding over into everything already, and so it's yeah. it's worse though when you work from home and you're not actually in a different location from you know work is there and I'm not there. Well, if work is at home, then you're still there, <laughs> you know, especially yeah. if you're quarantined and you can, you're not you're not going places. It it really does matter. And you almost have to draw some hard boundaries with your boss, your clients, your you know coworkers or whatever. I'm not available because when we have ADHD, I, I, I feel like this is this is something that I had to learn. I can't just keep making withdrawals. I have to put some deposits in in the form of rest. I don't yeah. have endless, unlimited mental energy. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work. Right. The, the way I talk, tell my clients, if if you don't give your brain a break, your brain is going to take a break whether you want it to or not. That is so and true. And believe me, it doesn't take it at the most opportune time. Oh. It's going to just say, boom, I'm done. And it's not pretty when it happens. No. Not no. always anyway. Sometimes it's kind of amusing. No. But yeah, no. <laughs> well, yeah, but some I know and early on I would push it and, and I, the break would be for days. And I'm thinking – I can't do this. I got to be able to function. And add in, you know, additional stress and other things that nobody's under any additional stress at the moment. So, no. you know what I mean? Like that could, that break could turn into weeks or, you know, depression and other things can happen. So you really have to guard your health. So Dana, can I just recap the codes? I, I, Please I, I do. like the code. So we talked about being distracted. You have the catch and redirect code, right? Okay. With the two questions and an action, right? What am what am I doing? What did I intend to do? And how do I get back on track? Right, that's the action is getting back on track. The catch and read. I like that. I don't think you called it a code, but I'm kind of go going. I didn't, back. but I'm I'm just. I think we're onto something here, David. I'm, it's, I'm gonna. Everything's gonna be codes now. I like it. I'm retconning your 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 storyline from today and, and and putting it all as codes. So then there's the unmotivated. I, I love this idea that being unmotivated is a symptom of low stimulation. So you have the stimulation code. And I don't, I don't know if I can summarize it simply, but there were sounds, music, and timers. Those were all mm -hmm. parts of the things, you know, doing the things that keep you stimulated um, and, and making sure your stimulation is dialed in. You can't have too much, but you sure can't have too little either, <laughs> right? Yeah. The intentional workspace code, which is there's a place, doesn't matter if it's a spot on the couch that's dedicated or an office or a room or a whatever, but when I'm there, I'm working, and when I'm not there, I'm not working, right? Right. Exactly. Then you have the inter the interruptions code, which was the well. You actually, I I, bl I bled this one into the chores. Would I do this at the office? <laughs> I love that. The dress code. Would I be embarrassed if I went to the door and answered the door, looking like I look? And then the office hour code. Right. What time do you start? When do you take a break? And when do you stop? Those yeah. are codes. I, I think I got them all. I think you did. I was I trying to pay attention. <laughs> I was I actually really was paying. I took notes. I don't it's so funny because I, I saw you. I'm it's funny because I like we every time I talk to you I have to take notes. I I enjoy them. Uh, this, yeah, this is I hope our listeners, I hope if you're listening to this and you either have ADHD, you know someone who does, that you're you're finding this beneficial because we have so much more to talk about. And this Kick Some ADHD podcast is all about helping people who are trying to be productive 
adults. You know, this is this is not the how to do better in school ADHD podcast. This is the how to be the best you in your professional life as a business owner, as a business professional, as a whatever it is you do in your life. That's what that's what we're here to do is to help you be more productive. And there are so many great things to come. And I'm excited about that. But at the same time, with working from home and it's such a new experience for so many people, I'm really glad, Dana, that you suggested we just you know, put everything aside and let's talk about this because it was the shiny object of, no, no, no. I mean, it was the important topic of the, <laughs> of the moment for people with ADHD. Actually it was, you know what? People don't care about clutter today. That's not what they're interested in. No, it's true. No, no, true. I am making new clutter at the moment, but that's a, uh, I'll, I'll wait for that podcast and then um, yeah. I'll, I'll procrastinate doing anything about the clutter. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so many topics to discuss. Dana, yeah. um, I know that you just launched a new website, and there are great resources there. There have been for a long time. But on your website, great resources for ADHD uh, professionals, people who are professionals but also have ADHD, and their loved ones and family and friends and coworkers and colleagues and all that sort of good stuff. So how can people find you on the web? On the web at DanaRayburn.com. D-A-N-A-R-A-Y-B-U-R-N.com. And I've got my um, ADHD Success Club group community program, and which is so much fun. And also my new program is an online audio course, The, the Foundations of Succeeding with ADHD. So it's the, basically the three things I sure wish somebody had told me when I first was learning how to work with this stuff. Um, and then there's private coaching too. But yep. the stuff. other ones are the ones I'm really excited about. And a blog with all kinds of great information. Really great resources. And I will say this. I mean, when Dana and I met one another, it was in the context of that coaching. And it is fantastic. It is Yay. really, really, really good stuff. So I want to urge you as a listener, go check out DanaRayburn.com. Also visit KickSomeADHD.com because there are resources there that will begin to multiply very soon. So we're excited about having you as a listener. Lots of great episodes to come. We're going to talk about all the things. We're going to talk about procrastination, perfectionism, so many important topics and things that impact you that you're going to want these tools. This is always practical, Dana. I love these conversations because I always come away with something I can use. And I hope... Yeah. Our listeners feel the same way. I'm sure you do. So we'd love to hear from you. Visit kicksomeadhd.com. You can find us on the Twitter as well and, you know, other places. But most of all, just subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and also recommend it to any of your friends, if you would. That could benefit. Yep. And yep. I know a lot of what we talk about is useful, even if you're not personally the person that has ADHD. If you are in a relationship, business, professional, personal, or otherwise with someone, it's useful to know. So hopefully... This will be that way. All right. Well, Dana, thank you. Thank you, David, and stay safe. And to all of our listeners, you stay safe too. Don't don't yep. don't uh, don't let your need for stimulation uh, put you in, yeah. into a situation where you're doing something that yeah. you're going to regret. Yeah. All right. Well, Dana, we'll talk to you soon, and we'll talk to you, listener, next time on Kick Some ADHD. Thanks, David. Bye bye. Bye bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some. ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. 
for more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed. Go to kicksomeadhd.com.